Welcome to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Your host, Leonard Birdsong, is a law professor, a former diplomat, and a former federal prosecutor who's here to inform and entertain you with a mix of humor, opinion, and information. Now, here's Leonard Birdsong. Hello world, this is Leonard Birdsong on Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. So happy to be back here with you. I'm broadcasting from the city beautiful Orlando, Florida. Today is July the 6th, 2017. This is the week of July 4th. I hope you all had a good July 4th. I certainly did. It was quite restful. It was our country's birthday. And anyway, as you know, I, my show is a unique blend of humor, opinion, do some storytelling, and I give the information. But I will never provide you with fake news, but I will sometimes make you laugh out loud at my true news stories about dumb criminals. Today I have a good show lined up for you. I've got some new dumb criminal stories that I've been working on. I have a story that pays homage to Francis Scott Keyes, the fellow who wrote our national anthem. I want to talk a little bit about what people earn. There's been a report on that. I have some news tidbits and some riddles. So let's get started. Now, I, I say that I want to do some dumb criminal stories, but before that, I have to tell you that today, that is July 6, 2017, is National Fried Chicken Day. Did you know that? This is the day you should eat some fried chicken. Here's some facts about National Fried Chicken Day. Perhaps you knew this. Scottish immigrants brought their tradition of deep-frying chicken in fat to the southern United States when we were colonies. Fried chicken is a dish that consists of chicken pieces which have been floured and battered. Fried chicken consists of being pan-fried, deep-fried, or even pressure-fried. Traditionally, the chicken was cooked or fried in lard. Now, Africans brought over on the slave trade became cooks in many southern households in the early part of our country, and they incorporated seasonings and spices that were absent in traditional Scottish cuisine, enriching the flavor of the chicken. Since fried chicken traveled well in hot weather before re refrigeration was commonplace, fried chicken gained further favor. In Asia... They have their own version of the dish called crispy fried chicken, a standard dish in Cantonese cuisine of southern China and Hong Kong. Korea, they fry chicken. They call it seasoned chicken, and it's traditionally eaten as fast food at bars or as an after-meal snack in Korea. The facts that I have is that the best size of chicken to fry is called a four-pound fryer. In South Korea, chickens are relatively small, so Korean fried chickens uh, by, use whole chickens before hacking them into pieces. Now, that's probably more information you wanted to know about fried chicken. I hope you go out and have some today. I am told that KFC, that is Kentucky Fried Chicken, will have some specials on fried chicken and they encourage you listeners to buy a bucket of chicken and bring it back to your office and share it with your friends and mates. All right, let's move on. Now that I've got that out of my system, let's talk about some dumb criminal law stories that I've been working on this summer. These stories come from all over. 
I love doing them. This is part of my hobby. As a law professor, I write about serious legal things, but I have fun collecting these stories. You can find some of my stories on my blog. That's www.birdsongslaw.com, all one word. But let's start with a story from Pennsylvania. The headline read, quote, His lawyer was lousy and drowsy, end quote. James Nasita, a Pittsburgh businessman convicted of mortgage fraud, has won a new trial. It appears that Nasita's lawyer, Stan Levinston, wasn't functioning as counsel. Why? Because he was seen sleeping throughout parts of Nasita's October trial. A federal judge has recently ruled that uh, Nasita will now get a new trial. Your lawyer shouldn't be lousy and drowsy. South Carolina. This is a Mother's Day story. The headline. We now know why he prefers grandma. A Spartanburg, South Carolina mother was arrested on this Mother's Day for child cruelty after she repeatedly slapped her young son in the face. The mother, Chantrell Murphy, who's 30 years old, became enraged after she learned that her son had made a Mother's Day card for his grandmother, but not one for her. Bad mother. We now know why he prefers grandma. All right, it's not that funny. It's not that funny. All right, let's move on here. There's some more stories. This one comes from the United Kingdom. That's England. The headline read, Justice for Bessie? British police have launched a manhunt for a pervert seen, quote, committing a sexual act, end quote, on a cow in Herefordshire early one Saturday in May. Police are searching by helicopter and asking the public for leads. So if anyone in the United Kingdom knows about this, get in touch with the police. We need justice for Bessie. Back to the United States, Vermont. The headline. This mother is in hock to her daughter, Big League. It's been reported by police that a seven-year-old girl in the town of Plainfield, Vermont, ran up huge credit card bills after her mother, Jessica Lavoie, 28, obtained several charge cards using the child's name. Police have charged Lavoie with false impersonation. Yep, I guess so. Bad mommy. All right, okay. Let's move on. Okay. Let's move on to Wisconsin. The headline read for this story, the schlong and short of it. The schlong and short of it. A man arguing with his wife over watching Internet pornography threatened to shoot off his own penis, according to police. Quote, if I'm not using it, I might as well shoot it off, said Robert Ahorner, 57, of the town of East Troy, Wisconsin. Now, according to police... A Horner went into another room, fired four shots from his handgun into a wall to scare his wife. The wife was scared. She called police, and he was promptly arrested for reckless use of a firearm. But no, he did not shoot off his penis. Thank heavens. Arizona. 
These stories never go away. But the story headline reads, Here Today, Gone Tomorrow. We learn that the Arizona State Department of Health Services report that its newborn screening program gathered addresses, birth dates, health insurance records, names, phone numbers, and social security numbers for 2,500 newborn babies over the last two or three years. All this information was boxed up, but the box somehow got lost in the mail. Oops. Wonder who found that box and what are they going to do with it? Well, I don't know if that's funny at all. Here's a story from Canada. The headline reads simply, Rubber Ducky. A giant rubber duck will now float in Toronto's waterfront this summer, ruffling the feathers of many. The six-story high $120,000 duck is, quote, an absurd waste of taxpayer dollars, said Rick Nicholas, a member of the or- of the the uh, Ontario Parliament, who also called the plan, quote, an ax, an absolute cluster duck, end quote, an absolute cluster duck. <laughs> Rubber ducky. All right. Let's see. What else do I have here? I've got some other stories. This one from Alabama. Headline unsuccessful escape question mark it appears that a would-be truck thief made a really slow escape in june because he didn't know how to handle a manual transmission randy vert 29 led police on a 16 mile chase at speeds that never topped 30 miles per hour according to the police quote thank god he couldn't find second gear the sheriff's deputy randy christian deadpanned uh, when ch- the chase was over and an arrest of Vert had been made. Arkansas. It's quite a simple request. Why can't people follow it? Managers of the Craighead County Courthouse in Arkansas have posted a simple request for visitors. It says, quote, please stop urinating in the elevator, end quote. It appears that a steady stream of culprits have been relieving themselves in the Jonesboro Building's elevator for years, even though there is a restroom just 25 feet away, say 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 maintenance workers. I don't know why I can't get that out. Maybe these are people who are unhappy with what happened to them in court. They relieved themselves in the elevator even though there's a restroom just 25 feet away. Now, here's a short but, I think, odd story from China. The headline reads simply, Someone Failed Potty Training. The story. Firefighters in Guangzhou, that's China, had to work for six hours to rescue a woman whose foot got stuck in a toilet. Luckily, she was not injured. She's now safe, and foot is out of the toilet. 
The headline again, Someone Failed Potty Training. <laughs> all right, this may not be the last one, but finally, hey, wait a minute, you don't have to do all of that. You don't have to, it wasn't that funny. All right, this story came, this next story comes from Florida. A lot of my stories come from Florida. The headline, can I get this headline out without laughing? The headline just said, butt lift surgery, question mark. The city of Gainesville, Florida, says that it's gotten to the bottom of an employee's alleged embezzlement. Investigators claim that Natwana Clark, 33, stole $93,000 from the city of Gainesville and used $8,500 of it for a butt lift cosmetic surgery. Clark was fired and has pleaded not guilty to larceny and a scheme to defraud. Butt lift surgery. My God, how desperate are some people to get their butt lifted by surgery? All right, story from Alaska. The headline, Sex in the City? Hmm. We learned that the state of Alaska is considering legislation that will specifically declare that sex between police and prostitutes is illegal. And the police are not happy about the legislation. Officers say the proposals are offensive because existing statutes and common sense are enough. However, there are some very, very limited circumstances when an undercover officer might use, might need to use some sexual contact as Part of a probe, said Anchorage Police Department Chief Sean Case. Sex and the city. Hmm. Well, folks, those are your dumb criminal law stories for this week. These stories never go away. I'll be back with more of them. I want you to stick with me. We're going to be talking about a story that I have for you about Francis Scott Key, who wrote our national anthem. You may know the story, but I think it's a good thing to do on... Uh, the week of July 4th. Stick with us. This is Leonard Birdsong on Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash Birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. 
Although he's been involved in serious criminal law work over the years as a prosecutor, a defense attorney, and a law professor, Leonard Birdsong knows that it's good to stay grounded. That means not always taking criminal law so seriously and instead just having a good laugh at some dumb criminals and their dumber crimes. Several years ago, he began to collect and compile weird and funny criminal law stories. He shares some of them weekly on his TalkZone Internet radio program. And now you can read more of them yourself in one of his 14 humor books. He has two book series, Professor Birdsong's Dumbest Criminal Law Stories and Professor Birdsong's Weird Criminal Law Stories. They're available for purchase in either paperback or Kindle edition by going to the author link on the homepage at leonardbirdsong.com. Leonard knows that you'll get a few good laughs or at least a few chuckles from his collections of dumb and weird criminal law stories. Check them out for yourself by going to the author link at leonardbirdsong.com. Welcome back to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Yeah, this is Leonard Birdsong back with you, and I'm looking for my story on Francis Scott Key that I wanted to tell you about. This is the kind of story that we need to talk about during this week of July the 4th. Now, let me see. Let me see if I can put my hands on it. Well, we may have to come back to this story, folks. I'm sorry. We'll do something else right now. Let us, before I come back with the Francis Scott Key story, let me go into some things I found out about what people earn. I don't know if any of you read Parade Magazine. It comes out several times a year here in newspapers and sometimes on newsstands. They do an annual thing about what people earn. It's an annual report that they put out. I'm going to talk about some of the people here and what they earn, and why don't you compare it with what you earn. Let's see now. Let's talk about someone who is not a celebrity, but she's a chef. Her name is Jane, Jennifer Hill Booker. She's 41 years old. She's a chef, a chef and a cookbook author. She makes $57,700 a year. There's a day laborer by the name of Francisco Montejo Quinones. He's also uh, a, a day laborer. He makes $10,400 a year. He's 57 years old. Then we go to Robert A. Iger. He's 66 years old, and you might know that he is the chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company. What is his income? $43.5 million a year. How does that, how does that match up with what you make? We have a wig maker. Her name is Keisha Credit. She's only 26 years old. She makes $155,000 a year as a wig maker. I didn't know they still had wig makers. Now let's move on to some celebrities. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he's 44 years old. It's estimated that his income for the past year, that is 2016, was $64 million. He was the highest paid actor of 2016. 
Melissa McCarthy, who's 46, she made an estimated $33 million as an actor in 2016. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's 37 years old, who wrote and created the musical uh, Hamilton, made $6.4 million last year in 2016. Now, again, maybe being a sports person or an actor will bring you money. Most people can't do it. However, Cam Newton, who went to the Super Bowl this past year, he's an NFL quarterback and he does a lot of commercials, made an estimated $53.1 million in 2016. Sean Spicer, we all know Sean Spicer. He's the White House press secretary. He does many of the White House briefings. How much does Sean Spicer make? $176,461 per year. Now, that's a pretty good income. It's my understanding that the highest paid people in the White House, the top salary is 179000 However, I've also found that there's a wage gap for women and men in the White House. Women who work at the Trump White House are earning less than their male colleagues, an average of 80 cents to every dollar, according to a report sent to Congress. Uh, an analysis of the data reveals that um, the salary of a male White House staffer is nearly, or the average salary of a male White House staffer is nearly $104,000, while their female counterparts make an average of $83,000. Of the 22 staffers making the top salary for permanent employees of the White House, I said that was 179000 only six are women. A White House official said women of equal rank are paid as much as men under President Trump's, citing Obama's administration's press secretary, Josh Ernest. Ernest set the standard for how to judge the White House male-female pay equity. When there are women in senior positions, they're paid the same as their counterparts, the official said. In 2016, female staffers in the Obama administration earned about 89 cents on the dollar compared to the male counterparts. I don't think that's good. I hope that they can change this. I believe that men and women should make an equal amount. Well, I've told you about some people and their salaries. I don't know how yours matched up. I'm not going to tell you what mine is. It's pretty good, but it ain't anywhere near Cam Newton or Dwayne Johnson. But life ain't bad. Let's look at some other people. Now, there's a lady by the name of Paula Hackenast, she's 30 years old. She lives in Chicago. She's a makeup artist, and she makes $65,000 a year. She says that making women feel good about themselves and the way they look is important to me. There's a fellow in Baltimore. His name is James Patricio. Patricio. He's 51. He's a professional poker dealer. He makes $50,000 a year. He says, I deal poker at the Horseshoe Casino. And I like the tips. I guess you do, James. Uh, going down the list, Beth Woodard is 50 years old. She lives in Greenwood, North Carolina. She's a Lutheran minister and a nursing home chaplain. Guess her salary? It's $44,600 a year. Let's move to politics. Represent 
Representative John Lewis, that is a congressman who's 77 from Atlanta. He makes a congressional salary of $174,000 a year. Let's go to Amy Schumer. You all know her. She is a comedian. She lives in New York. Her estimated take for last year was $17 million. Hmm. Jimmy Kimmel, who has a late night show. He's a TV host. Is that estimated that he made 13, between 13 and $15 million in 2016? Coming back down to earth. We have a fellow by the name of Seth Seamus. He's 28. He lives in Modesto, California. He's a high school history teacher. He makes $72,107. He made this back in 2016. He says he teaches 10th grade and 11th grade United States history, and he hopes to have a positive impact on students and help them realize their true potential. The list goes on and on. I can't tell you everyone on the list, but this gives you an idea. There are some people who make a lot of money in the United States and some people who do not. Here's a woman from Little Egg Harbor in New Jersey. Mary A. Laney is her name. She's 57. She is a chief radiologic technologist in a hospital. She makes $64,000 a year. On the other side, we have a Sheriff, a deputy sheriff, and a detective. Her name is Nancy Finley. She's only 37. She makes $69,000 a year, but she loves her job. Megan Kelly, who just left Fox News and came over to um, NBC, it's estimated that her salary was between, or what she made for 2016 is estimated to be between 10 to 12 million. Wow. She's a news anchor. There's a 66-year-old fellow by the name of Tim Ranstad. He's a mountain safety host. He only makes $1,637 a year. I think he's retired, but he loves what he does. We have Thomas Baymeyer, who's 44. He lives in Plano, Texas. He's a food truck owner, and he makes $85,000 a year. Finally, Jason Aaron Baca, 43. He lives in Los Gatos, California. Los Gatos means the cats, I guess, in Spanish. He's a romance novel cover model. Jason Aaron Baca. He made $40,000 last year as a romance novel cover model. Baca has graced over 500 covers of romantic reads, even more than super hunk Fabio, can you imagine that? All right, so we've looked at some of what people make. I don't know how it stacks up with you, but it looks like if you really want to bring in the bucks, you need to be either in entertainment or in professional sports. I hope you like the list. They put it out every year. I think it's interesting. I make more than some of these and not as much as some of them, but I'm still out there churning it out. I hope things are going well for you. I hope you found that interesting. I hope you eat some fried chicken because this is National Fried Chicken Day. I'll be back with you. Stick with me. I have more information here at Leonard Birdsong Radio for you today. This is Leonard Birdsong on Leonard Birdsong Radio. 
Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. 